Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. I want to read to you out of 1 Kings chapter 18. We're going to start in verse 41 uh, about a fresh season, a new start uh, for this, this land and this region. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. And it reads, Elijah said to Ahab. Now, who's Elijah? Elijah is one of the great prophets in the Old Testament. What is a prophet in the Old Testament? He's one that, that gets a message from God and delivers it either to the, uh, the kingdom of Israel or the kingdom of Judah. And uh, so these prophets, they were, they were connected with God, heard a word from God, and would deliver the message of God, sometimes just to the king or to the whole entire nation. In this case, Elijah the prophet is talking to Ahab, the king of Israel. And he says, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of a rainstorm. There is a sound of a rainstorm. Now, you're just jumping in at this portion of the story, so that probably means nothing to you. So let me just give you a little context. Uh, the reason that Elijah is telling the king of Israel, hey, uh, you better go eat, go drink, go strengthen yourself. There's a rainstorm coming. And the reason that's so significant is because there's been a drought in the land for about three, three and a half years. There's been no rain. The, the drought's bad. Livestock is dying. Uh, crops are dying. People are actually dying because there's such a severe drought in the land. The reason there's a drought in the land, though, is because Israel, the children of God, the people of God in the Old Testament, have now turned away from obeying God. And so God allows judgment to come on Israel by allowing there to be a drought. And it was actually Elijah who earlier pronounced the drought on the land. And now here, three, three and a half later, God is using Elijah again to bring back a fresh start, new rain. And so it's significant when he says, hey, go up, eat, drink, because there's the sound of a rainstorm. Elijah heard something in his spirit, began to proclaim it publicly. Now let's watch and see what happens. Verse 42. So Ahab the king went to eat and drink, but Elijah went up to the summit of Carmel. He bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. What was he doing? He was praying. He was crying out to God. Then he said to his servant, go and look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. Now listen to this. Seven times Elijah said, go back. All right? So he tells him the first time. Guy comes back and seven more times Elijah says, hey, man, you need to go and you need to look. So a total of eight times he goes to look for the rain. Are you with me? He said, go back. On the seventh time after he'd been told, he comes back. And he reported, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand coming from the sea. Now remember Elijah's word. Elijah said there's a rainstorm coming. And by faith, he goes into a time of prayer and begins to pray and says, God, I don't see it yet, but I'm going to believe you for it. I already declared it. Gets his servant on board. His servant goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, comes back. And he says, hey, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but there's a cloud the size of a man's hand. Now, here's what I don't know. I don't know if the cloud was literally physically the size of a man's hand or from his appearance, it looked like the size of a man's hand. Are you with me? All we know is this, is that it was tiny. Are you with me? It was small. It wasn't very large. I don't know if the servant got tired of going back and forth and just made something up. Yeah, there's a cloud. It's, it's, it's like the size of a man's head. We good. We good, Elijah, right? It's good, all right? Is that what you're looking for? Okay. And, uh, but here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says do not despise the days of small beginnings. Amen. It might look like the size of a man's hand right now, but get ready. There's a rainstorm coming. Amen. Amen. 
So he says this. Then Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, that's the king, get your chariot ready and go down. So the rain does not stop you. Wow, talk about a faith statement, right? It's the size of a man's hand. Hey, go tell the king, he better get ready because the rain's gonna be so severe it might stop him. Verse 45, and in a little while, the sky grew dark with clouds and wind and there was a downpour. I want you to highlight in your mind, if you would, this, this idea, a little while. A little while, just just a little while. I believe what God is going to do in your life in 2016, I believe that what God is going to do in my life and in the, in the life of Canvas Church isn't going to take us 12 months, but come on, it's going to happen in a little while. Amen. We're going to experience the presence of God like never before. In a little while, the sky grew dark, the clouds and the wind, and there was a downpour. So Ahab got in his chariot and went to Jezreel. And I love this part. Verse 46, then the power of the Lord was on Elijah. How many of you guys want the, the presence of God and the power of the Lord to come on your life? Come on. The Bible says it came upon Elijah, and listen to what he does. He takes his mantle. What is a mantle? A mantle is, 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 is like a robe that's either worn by a prophet, a king, or a priest, and it signifies who they are, okay? Uh, sometimes different colors, sometimes different materials, and they would wear these mantles. And so that, that person wearing that mantle, you knew they were a king. That person wearing that mantle, you knew they were a priest. That person wearing that mantle, you knew they were a prophet. And so what Elijah does is he takes the thing that signifies who he is, and he picks it up and he tucks it into his belt. Why did he do that? Well, here's why he did it. And he ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Now, you might have missed something. Okay, Ahab is in a chariot, horses pulling him, okay? Elijah, he's on foot. Who won? The guy on foot. Why? Because the presence of the Lord came upon him, and the reason he picked up his mantle and tucked it in his belt, because he did not want to be tripped up by the thing that represented who he was. Are you with me? I believe as we go into 2016, we're going to talk about this a little bit today, that there's some things we need to pick up and tuck in so that we don't trip up as we head into the fresh start that God has for us. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. Uh, God, we thank you for new beginnings. God, we thank you for fresh starts. God, we thank you for an opportunity to look at your scriptures this morning and, and learn from them and grow from them. Lord, we thank you that today, Lord, truly does, I, I believe it for every person in this place, signify a reset, a fresh start. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, 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 amen. This last week, uh, my wife and I had an opportunity to, to get away, and uh, we went up to Julian. Everybody ever been to Julian before? Come on. Anybody ever went and got pie before? Let me put it that way. Okay, there's more hands, right? And so we went to Julian, did a little overnight stay, and uh, we're up there just, you know, for like 24 hours or so, and, and on the way back, we stopped at this little, this little place that's kind of close to Julian, and it's this barn, and it has a bunch of little shops in it. Well, inside uh, this little, sh all these little shops, there's these video games, like old school Pac-Man, you know what we're talking about, right? Or these ones, I don't know, maybe it's called Duck Hunt or something. You got the little gun, and you shoot some things. Well, as I was watching, and uh, my kids wanted to play that, and so we gave them you know, some money, and they played it. And as I was watching, I was reminded of the very first time that I ever taught my kids about Mario Brothers. Anybody know, remember Mario Brothers? All right, talking to some people now. Amen. Preach it, Pastor. 
So Mario Brothers, and it was uh, because we have a Wii. We don't, we're not new school, right? We don't have like Xbox 360 and the Kinect and stuff like that. I'm just not into video games that much. But we do have like the original old school Wii, right? And so we can do Wii bowling, right? And, you know, ruin your, get carpal tunnel playing Wii, yeah, you know? And uh, we have that. But they came out with Mario Brothers for it a while ago, right? And so I remember getting that game, and my wife and I were pumped because this is what we grew up on. We grew up on, on like Mario Brothers and, and stuff. And, and, uh, and so we wanted to teach our kids about Mario Brothers. And it was so fun watching them play Mario Brothers. And so we showed them. And we'd be going through, you know, jumping on all the little shrooms, right? And, which is really weird, by the way. We'll save that for another time. And, you know, you know hitting your, your head on the, you get the coins and all this stuff. And, and uh, I remember playing it as my daughters are watching. And, and, and I, would, I don't know if I was Mario or Luigi, one of the guys. And I got ate by like a turtle, which is really strange too. And I, my daughter's like, oh, dad, dad, oh, I'm sorry, dad, it's over. Until all of a sudden the screen flashed because I had an extra player. Come on, somebody, right? And, and if you made it far enough, you didn't have to go all the way to the back. You got to pick up where you left off with a brand new life. And they were just like, this is the best game ever, you know? And then you can get more lives as you go along, and so you die. But guess what? There's a, there's a refresh. Are you with me? There's a fresh start. You don't have to start all over. I want you to know something. I'm not calling you Mario or Luigi, but I believe this for you this morning. I believe that God has a fresh start for you today. I believe some of you have come to a place in your life where you feel like, man, is it over Man, is that thing dead? Is that thing dry? You know, maybe you feel even like, like a drought in your life, and you're just questioning, and you're wondering, I got good news for you today. It's not over. God has a fresh start for you, and you can pick up today right where you left off. Amen? And this is what's taking place in 1 Kings chapter 18. There is a fresh start about ready to happen for the nation of Israel. There's a fresh start about ready to happen for the people. It's been dry. Things are dying. There's a drought in the land. They don't see any end in sight. It is blue skies everywhere. There's no rain in sight. But now God uses Elijah to pronounce a fresh start on the nation of Israel. Amen. That rain is beginning to come. Now, it's interesting to me that God uses the same person that pronounced the drought to begin to pronounce the fresh start. Now, different contexts, but you need to understand something today that, that many, of the, many of the droughts that you've experienced in your life, that many of the dry seasons you've experienced in your life, they've been caused by you. Well, that's a hard pill to swallow, isn't it? They've been caused by you. Now, I know outside circumstances, things can happen. People can do things. You know, life happens. But here's what I've learned. It's how we respond in those moments that determines whether we're going to have a dry season or a new season. Are you with me? And I want you to know something, that many of the dry seasons that you've experienced in your life are because of choices you've made, decisions you've made, things you've allowed in. But the great thing is, is God's going to use you, come on, to create a fresh start in your life as well. Amen. So here's Elijah, and, and I love the story that Elijah senses something in his spirit. He feels something in his spirit, and he begins to speak something before it even materializes. And he begins to speak something to those that are around him. He begins to get his servant involved in the process. He begins to get people on board, and then he goes and tucks his head between his legs, and he begins to pray, and he begins to pray. So I want to talk about this just for the next few moments I believe that God has a fresh start for you. And I believe the fresh start look, could look much like this. And, and notice it wasn't until Elijah began to pick up what he was and tuck it away 
that he began to ran with the presence of the Lord on his life. And I believe that some of us need to put away ourselves. Come on and begin to let the Lord Jesus Christ reign in and through our lives so we can have this fresh start. Let me just share a few things with you that I see in this passage real quickly. Fresh start begins in my life, and I believe begins in your life, first and foremost, through prayer. Through prayer. I, I honestly believe with all my heart that there's not a whole lot that happens in this spiritual journey without us getting into a place of connecting with God. Prayer. Well, what is prayer? Prayer is just simply you having a conversation with Jesus. It, sometimes it's literally that simple that you just open your mouth and say, God, I'm having a crappy day. Oh, sorry, we're trying to teach our kids not to say that word. Will you forgive me? This is God, I'm not having a very good day. This is what's going on in my life. Um, here's some things I'm struggling with. Here's some things I see on the horizon. God, I need you to come and empower me to do that and be that and become all. Just simply having a conversation, okay? Sometimes the conversation is real casual like that, okay? Sometimes it's literally just you. Sometimes the conversations can be a little more deep and sometimes they can be a little more intense, right? I'm pretty sure if we had a snapshot into this conversation, it was probably a pretty intense one, you know? Hasn't rained for three and a half years. I just opened my mouth and told the king of Israel, hey, get ready, a rainstorm's coming. What did I just do, right? But then we see what he does. He, he goes back and he tucks his head between his legs, and I guarantee you it wasn't just like, oh, God, this is going to be a great year. Really believe, and this is the year of breakthrough. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long, long time. It was more like, God, help! I need you! I just said the stupidest thing ever! You with me? But can I tell you something? Sometimes that's what prayer looks like. I just made some, some great, bold declarations over Canvas Church, and, and I'm believing those great things for you. Can I tell you something? I'm going to be praying, right? I'm going to be praying. There's this, old, there's this old acronym that says PUSH. Pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. Elijah knew something about the circumstance and the situation. Listen, things aren't going to happen in our life. A fresh start is not going to happen in our life just because we wish for it and just because we say, hey, it's a new year. Here's my New Year's resolution. It's going to be a great year. No, it doesn't happen just because we will it and wish it to happen. It happens when we begin to pray and call out upon the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and begin to invite him into our very situation and our circumstance. Amen. Amen. We've got to pray. Elijah understood this, and so he goes, and he, and, he, and he tucks himself away, and he begins to pray. He begins to pray. You might be here and you say, Pastor, I don't really know how to pray. Okay, I know you said it's just like having a call. Here's the best way to learn how to pray. Are you ready? Get plugged into a small group. Get plugged into a small group this month, and go to your small group, and go to your small group leader and say, I don't really know how to pray. You know what they're going to do? They're going to take time with you, and they're going to teach you how to pray. Amen. Most of them didn't even know that, and I just told them that's what they're going to do. <laughs> Amen. Get plugged into a small group. Learn how to pray. It'll absolutely transform your life. Listen, when, I, when I'm feeling distant from my wife, you know what I do? I go on a date. Why? Because I need to reconnect. And I don't go to a movie. Come on, somebody. Ain't no reconnecting happen in the movie. Okay? And we go and we sit at coffee or we go out to dinner and we just talk and say, what's going on? And we reconnect. 
Some of you just need to take a moment and reconnect and have your fresh start as you begin to pray. Amen. That's why we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting here at Canvas Church. Amen. Two people doing it with me. All right. Starting on the 10th, going to the 30th, we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. And all the information you need is on the website. Go there, check it out, jump on board and see what God does in your life. I'm telling you, if you give those 21 days and focus on him and you pray and you seek God, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see some different things in your life. Amen, amen. I still never forget a time when, and I'm a, I'm a praying person, my wife's a praying person, but I remember there's times, there's times when I pray because I enjoy to pray and then there's other times I pray because I don't know what in the world's going on. God responds to both, <laughs> right? So remember, we were, we were new in ministry. It was our first year in ministry, and we were living by faith. When I say we're living by faith, we had no jobs. Uh, we just had some people saying they were going to send us money every month. Praise Jesus. This was before PayPal. Come on, somebody. Right? Okay? There was no little app, you know. Hey, there's your money. It's in your bank account right now. This was like, could you send me a check, you know, two weeks ago so it's here so I don't starve? Now, I remember one day we, we owed rent, and uh, we only had enough for a portion of it. We needed 500 more dollars. And, and, and so I just looked at my wife and said, hey, but I don't know what else to do. We just got to pray. I mean, just me wishing for $500 ain't going to do it. We got to pray. And so I was wise enough to text her. I don't even know. Do we have text then? Maybe. I'm not trying to make myself sound old, but we just reached out to a few people close to us and said, hey, would you pray with us? We need $500 by 5 o'clock tonight. And that was like, it was like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And so we began to pray. Seriously, we did. And we didn't stop praying. We prayed. I mean, I prayed for a couple hours. I mean, it ain't going to hurt nothing, right? <laughs> so we prayed. Literally, by the time we got in praying, the phone rang. And it was, it was my pastor that I was working for at the time. He said, hey, Ben, um, you want to come on by the office? I got a check here for you for $500. Uh, a businessman just swung by and dropped it off. Yes, I do. Come on, somebody. <laughs> right? All I did was pray. Now, I'm not, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not telling you. Right now, that if you're in the hole, $1,000, to just go and lock yourself in your room and say, God, I need $1,000. God, I need $1,000. Okay? We walk by faith, not by presumption. Are you with me? Okay? I'm telling you my story to help prove a point that prayer does change things. Are you with me? Come on. I'm not saying go homeless and be like, I'm just going to pray for my money. It's not what I'm saying. Amen. Pray. You want a fresh start in your life, it starts with prayer. I believe here's another thing I see here. You want a fresh start in your life, you got to walk in forgiveness. you got to walk in forgiveness. Now, I know some of you are like, I, I don't know where you're getting forgiveness in the passage. I don't see it anywhere. Well, I think it's implied, okay? I think it's implied. I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been in church work for quite some time now, and I, I work with volunteers, and I've been a volunteer, and I've worked in paid positions. And let me just say this. Anytime you're working with somebody else in the church, you're going to need to walk in forgiveness. Amen. See, at your job, it don't matter. You get paid to be there, so suck it up and do it. Come on, somebody. But in the church... I'm telling you, we, we need to walk with forgiveness. We need to walk with, with forgiving one another because bitterness and unforgiveness, it'll destroy you. And where I see this is I see this between the relationship with Elijah and the servant, right? That servant had plenty of times just come to him and say, dude, there is nothing in the sky. Leave me alone. Are you with me? Now, I know he was his servant, but come on, somebody. How many times do you, do you got to go and do the same thing over and over and over and over again, and the guy is still telling you, hey, could you do this? Hey, could you do that? Hey, could you do this? Hey, could you do that? For, at some point, come on, are you with me? 
I know this for a fact because I work with volunteers, 185 of them to be exact. And I know there are times when they look at me like, Pastor, could you just stop? See, nobody said nothing on that one. Everybody's just like, I never said that. Nope. Not me. (laughs) My wife might have, but not me, right? Hell. When I come walking in, I'm like, hey, the banners, they're out of place. Or, hey, the sign, is, it needs to go right there. Hey, I noticed that, hey, is there anybody's schedule? Because I looked at the schedule, and I, 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 do we have a greeter today? And I know that there's sometimes you're like, Pastor Ben, seriously, how many times are you going to say it? The reason I'm doing it is because I've seen something in my spirit. I've seen a community that believes and trusts in God for the supernatural. And it can't just be me. It's got to be us together, working together, walking in forgiveness with one another to see this thing come to pass. Amen. And I understand something. When someone walks in for the first time and there's an empty door, it's like, but when someone walks in and there's a smiling face there and it's like, welcome to Canvas Church, it's like, yes, I am, right? But if we don't walk in forgiveness with one another, we will get offended. Why is the pastor asking me to go set up the water? I don't want to set up the water. I'm asking you to step the water because when people come to church, they get thirsty. And if they're sitting in their seat and they're thirsty, they're no longer thinking about the incredible message that is being preached to them by an amazing pastor. They're just thinking about how thirsty they are. All because you didn't set up the water. Right? There's going to be plenty of times for us to get offended with one another. But let me tell you something, the greatest thing for a fresh start in your life, let's leave offense and unforgiveness in 2015, amen? And let's just do and let's just work together and see great things happen together, amen? Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says this in Proverbs 18, 19. It says, an offended brother is harder to reach than a fortified city. Wow. And quarrels are like the bars of a fortress. Now let's leave offense behind. Let's not bring it with us. Let's walk free from it in Jesus' mighty name. Matthew 18, you can write this down, 21 through 35, talks about the, the, the power, the negative power of unforgiveness. It's Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35, and it talks about how literally when you have offense in your life, you are handing your own life over to the torturers. Offense locks you up and keeps you bound and keeps you, come on, from having the fresh start I believe that God wants for you in 2016. Amen. Another thing I see here, we're a fresh start. We got to walk with faith. We got to walk with faith. Uh, maybe I should put it this way: have a belief. I'm not just talking about faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, although that is essential. Now, we have to believe in him. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Whoever comes to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, we've got to have faith in Jesus Christ. It's actually the, the fundamental of our existence statement, that we want to be an access point for people to discover Jesus Christ. It's essential. It's paramount. It's the first thing. But it's not just enough sometimes to have faith in Jesus Christ. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, God begins to ask you to do things. God begins to position you in places, and he begins to ask things of you. You've got to begin to have a belief in yourself, that you are called, that you are equipped, that God's anointed you to do it. Amen. You've got to believe that you're in the right place at the right time, in the right church, in the right community. Have that belief. Believe that, you know what, Now I just feel like there's some people in here 
even still this morning, that, that you don't have that belief in you that, that you can do something great for God. And I want you to know something. You can and you will in 2016 do something great for God. I want, you to, I want you to believe that this year. I want you to own that this year. I want you to believe that, you know what, God could use my pastor. You don't know my circumstance and my situation. I, 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 I've, been, I've, I've been divorced three times, and now, now I'm with the fourth person. And all I can say is let the fourth be with you. Do you like my Star Wars analogies? That's right. Had to bring them back. Pastor, you don't know my circumstance, my situation, things are going, listen, God does. He knows everything. And he is saying, look, I got a plan for you, son. I got a plan for you, daughter. Would you jump on board and would you believe? Here's the thing you need to understand. When you don't believe in yourself, what you're really saying is you don't believe in God because God is the one that called you. He's the one that equipped you. He's the one that positioned you there. So when you look in the mirror and say, I, I don't know if God can use me, what you're saying is I don't know if I believe in God. Are you with me? we got to have this trust, this faith, this belief so we can walk into the incredible things. Amen. A fresh start. Man, unbelief is a killer. you got to believe you're in the right place, the right time. In the Old Testament, speaking of the children of Israel, there was a time, we have this whole book called the book of Exodus, second book of the Bible. And the book of Exodus is all about the children of Israel leaving Egypt and heading towards their promised land. They're exiting Egypt, which is symbolic of the world, and they're coming to their promised land, which is symbolic of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And as they're exiting, this whole book is written, beautiful book. But here's one of the things. They actually get held out of their promise. And here's why they were held back from their promise. It says this in Hebrews, the New Testament, chapter 5, verse 25. It says, watch out, brothers, so that there won't be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that departs from the living God. But encourage each other daily while it is still called today so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. For we have become companions of the Messiah if we hold firmly until the end, uh, until the end, the reality that we had at the start. As it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who heard and rebelled? Wasn't it really all who came out of Egypt under Moses? And who was it he provoked with for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And who did he swear to that he would not enter his rest, if not those who disobeyed? Now listen to verse 19. So that they were unable to enter the promised land because of unbelief. Now unbelief will hold you back from the fresh start that God has for you. I love this story in 1 Kings 18 because Elijah had enough faith and trust and hope in God that he believed what he heard. There's the sound of rain coming, enough where he actually began to step out in faith and obedience and begin to declare it. He heard in his spirit, man, God, I'm trusting you, I have faith, and now I'm going to proclaim it. And he proclaims it. But now listen, the servant heard nothing in his spirit. All he heard, all he heard was what Elijah told him. But the servant had enough faith in Elijah to believe that Elijah was hearing from God. And because he had enough faith and trust that Elijah heard from God, he said, man, I'm on board. I'm going to get involved. This thing's going to happen. 
Listen, that is what's so powerful about a church community because there are times when you and I don't see it, but somebody else does, and you just gotta know that they're hearing from God and believe that they've heard from God, and you put your faith and your hope and trust in the fact that they heard from God, and then you step out into the new season, amen. See, here I am, I'm proclaiming that's gonna be a great year, and you're like, I don't know about that. This is gonna be you and your marriage goes to a new level. Ah, you don't know my wife. See, I'm reading somebody's mind right now, huh? How did he do that? Gift of the Spirit, word of knowledge. Right? But if you would just tap in and say, you know what? Pastor's probably been praying because that's what pastors do. Pastor's been probably reading his Bible because that's a good thing to do for a pastor too. Matter of fact, I mean, the only day pastor works is Sunday, so I mean, he probably does a lot of praying and a lot of reading. See, I just read your mind again, huh? So maybe, maybe I'll just have enough faith and hope and trust that pastor's really hearing from God, and I'm going to step in, and I'm going to believe this is going to be the best year of my life, that God's got a fresh start for me. Amen. Amen. Pastor, is it really that simple? Yes. I mean, could you imagine the servant going back, going back, going back, going back, going back? But he did it because he believed. He had faith. Amen. 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 you got to pray. Walk in forgiveness, have faith, and let me just share this last thing with you, and the worship team can come. The last thing, unity. 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 Can I tell you something? There is nothing, to me at least, in my house, there is nothing more uncomfortable than, than discord and disunity in my own personal home. When the kids are bickering and fighting, which only happens like once a year, my kids are awesome. When you and your spouse are on the same page with one another, right? That's good. The kids, that's good, right? But when it's not there, man, being home, there's no peace. Now, it's really bad if you live by yourself. Come on, somebody. And you can't even agree with yourself. Come on. I know there's some single people out there like, I don't live with nobody, but I still have that problem, Pastor. <laughs> I know. We're praying for you. <laughs> right? You can't even get on board with yourself. And there's just something so just, there's lack of peace. It's aggravating. It's agitating. But let me tell you something. There's something so beautiful about unity. When people walk together in harmony, they walk together in love, they walk together believing, they walk together contending. This is such a great thing. This unity, man, it brings peace. I mean, think about the unity we see in this passage between Elijah and his servant. Such a beautiful picture, right? Hey, I need you to go. He was clearly in unity because he went the first time. And he comes back and says, I don't, I don't see nothing yet. Elijah looks at his servant and said, would you go again? The servant goes again. Don't know how long he waits, but he's anticipating because I believe Elijah saw it. Where is it at? Comes back. Elijah is still, still not there. I said, would you go again? I'll go again. I don't know about you, but I'm good for about four times. 
But after that fourth time, I'm coming back. I'm like, Elijah, there, man, there ain't nothing there. And Elijah says, would, would you go back again? Now, I don't know who this guy was, but he was pretty incredible. He was connected with the vision. He was connected with the dream. He was connected with what, 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 what Elijah said was going to happen. I want the outpouring. I want the rainstorm. If it had been me, though, I'd be like, dude, I, I've gone four times. I'm well, what do you think I am, your servant? That's right, I am. Okay. He goes and he comes back. Elijah, I don't see nothing. Would you go again? Seventh time, finally he comes back. Elijah, I see it. The rainstorm's coming, and it's this big. But I'm with you. Let's do this. What would happen? What would happen if we could set aside all of our differences? What would happen if we just said, you know what, this is the church God has me at? And I, I don't feel it all the time, but pastor's up there preaching, and he sees it. I don't, but he sees it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe it through him. I'm going to believe it through him until I see something for myself. But could you imagine the excitement when, when the, size, the size of a hand? And then in a little while, then in a little while, the rain began to come and begin to pour out and begin to refresh the land. Listen to me, ladies, and I believe that God has a fresh start for you. I believe that God wants to do something very significant in your life, not just this year, but in this moment. I believe that there's some of you here today and you felt dry and you felt disconnected and you felt uncertain and you felt unsure. You're here today because someone invited you. You're here today because, well, I need to start out, you know, the year right, go to church. You're here today because you're looking for a new church. You're here today because maybe you don't know anything else. You're here today because you love it. No matter who you are, I believe that God has a fresh start for you. I believe that God wants to touch you with his presence. I believe that he wants you to be like Elijah in the story where the, where the hand of God comes upon your life and you say, you know what? I'm going to pick myself up and get rid of it and tuck it in so that I don't trip myself up in the new year. I'm going to walk and I'm going to pray. I'm going to walk and I'm going to believe. I'm going to, I'm going to walk in forgiveness and I'm going to walk in unity with what God's doing at my church. Amen. 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 I believe that for you. I believe this is going to be the best year of your life. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.